Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me on my drive to work this morning. Well, it's been a few weeks since the Lakers were eliminated from the first round of the NBA playoffs. I've uh, just started to kind of get over it, so I figured it would be time to record our first off-season episode of, well, the off-season. All right, let's get into it. So there's a lot of questions swirling around for the Lakers heading into the offseason. A lot of free agents, a lot of potential trade talks. What are the Lakers going to do? Should they run it back? Should they not? Well, that's what we're here to talk about. Let's start off with some trade talks about Kyle Kuzma. I feel like he's kind of the biggest, in terms of in terms of trade talks, he's the one of the biggest names on the Lakers that are being talked about, that's talked about being traded. So you know, I, I'm here for it, honestly, at this point. I, we've, you know, he's still a young player, but there's been so many inconsistencies in his game, um, playing alongside Anthony Davis and LeBron James. You know, his, his role is different. His role is not one of, like, needing to be a superstar with the Lakers right now because – you know, you see with Kyle Kuzma, he's the kind of guy that, like, when LeBron and Anthony Davis aren't playing, he will put up 30 points against OKC. He'll look great. You know, when he when he's got when he's got the weight on his shoulders, he he plays well. But for whatever reason, when he's just playing as a role player alongside LeBron and Anthony Davis, he just is very inconsistent. He can't consistently hit a three. He uh, he you know he, this past season he really did step up played pretty good defense throughout the entire season um was making hustle plays but down the stretch when we needed him to hit a big three or to even just get going from three he didn't show up so at this point like you know we did see some improvement improvements from him on the defensive end and and again like i was saying on the hustle play type plays getting rebounds and and putbacks and those types of things great to see but the Lakers are here to win championships and in order to win championships we got to be able to hit some three-pointers you know we the Lakers won a championship in 2020 with a subpar three-point shooting team but they were only able to do it because they would go and play game one shoot 15 percent from three and then games two three four and five they would shoot somewhere between 35 and 45 percent from three which is at least excusable this season in the playoffs the Lakers averaged like 20% from three for the entire series against the Suns and it's not all Kyle Kuzma's fault if you know this goes to every player on the Lakers right they all were terrible from the three-point line but Kyle Kuzma is a prime guy off the bench to come in hit a bunch of threes and help keep the Lakers in games when we got the bench guys in the game and it's just been too many inconsistencies from him so I would be open to seeing him in in some trade talks in some trades with honestly someone that can hit a three I don't and that's the thing is I don't know what teams are out there that look at Kyle Kuzma and like are like yes we want we want this player we're gonna trade for him and give the Lakers another player that's good you know like I don't know what that looks like um 
So that'll be interesting to see for sure. You know, maybe he's in a package trade. There's been a lot of trade talks recently where the Lakers have interest in trading for Ben Simmons. So Ben Simmons, we'll get to this a little bit more in a sec when I get to just the around the, the league and the playoffs segment. But the, the Sixers were eliminated by the Hawks. The Ben Simmons played. He was just a joke of the entire game, you know, series and game, game seven, where he passed up a dunk and was just not taking shots. He shouldn't have, people were saying he shouldn't have even been playing in the last four minutes of that game, but Doc Rivers couldn't take him out because he's like the second best player, basically. You know, so that, so, so this is why Ben Simmons is being put into trade talks right now is because he basically disappeared in the second round series against the Hawks in which they lost to the Hawks. So Ben Simmons is being... Ben Simmons will most likely not be playing for the Sixers next season. If he does play for the Sixers next season, I think a lot of people will be very surprised. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe the Lakers package Cal Kuzma, put, put Cal Kuzma in a package trade for, for Ben Simmons. Um, but I think that would, that would take a lot more. Obviously, it can't just be a... Kuzma for Simmons trade like that that would never happen obviously so it would be a package deal not sure what else would have to be in that package you know unfortunately it would probably include guys like Alex Caruso um you know maybe even KCP I you know I don't know who would I don't I don't know like what the salaries are and all that stuff off the top of my head but but I definitely open to seeing Cal Kuzma in in a trade as long as but my thing is like I want to get the Lakers need three-point shooting that's their biggest concern right now right like they have LeBron James Anthony Davis so the superstars are check that that's a check off of that part of the list they have they have big men right they have well they need to sign resign you know they'll, they, they'll need to resign Montres Harrell they have Marcus Saul um, Andre Drummond is still up in the air, but assuming that they keep, you know, one or two of those guys, big man basically checked off that list. And then it's just three-point shooting. I mean, we have KCP who overall this past season was a consistent three-point shooter. He was struggling in the playoffs. Uh, we need another guy that can help, that can that can come off the bench and hit threes if. KCP or someone else is struggling, right? So we can't, you know, I've seen, I've seen some tweets about the Lakers taking, trading for uh, Buddy Heald from Sacramento, who, you know, maybe that could be a, a Kyle Kuzma trade, Kyle Kuzma for Buddy Heald. Uh, maybe something else would have to be thrown in there. Not totally sure. That seems like it could be realistic. I don't really know. Um, but that's, you know, that's like of all the players on the Lakers right now, like Kyle Kuzma is in some hot water. He is being talked about in trade rumors. The Lakers have a lot of free agents this year that they'll have to re-sign or let walk. Uh, Alex Caruso is one of those. Taylor Horton Tucker is one of those. Montrose Harrell, Markeith Morris, and then uh, a few other, other bench guys. So... It'll be interesting to see what the Lakers do. You know, personally, I think I would love to see the Lakers 
bring back Alex Caruso. I think he's been just huge for the Lakers. I mean, he started game six, the closeout game for between the Lakers and the Heat in the 2020 finals. Uh, he's, he's a great hustle player, defensive player. On offense, he's typically in the right place at the right time. Defense, same same situation. I think the Lakers should do whatever they can to hold on to Alex Caruso. Taylor Horton Tucker, it's tough because he has a lot of value. He really showed a ton of improvement this season, uh, getting a good amount of playing time during the regular season. Um, he's just a he's a crazy, just a crazy all around player in that like his build, like he's he's not the tallest guy, but he has like a huge wingspan, long arms, can get to the rim. He said during the offseason he's going to work and become a lights-out three-point shooter. So if that's the case, that would be awesome. It would be great if the Lakers could just, you know, take one of the players that they have now and develop him into a great three-point shooter instead of having to trade or sign someone else. But obviously easier said than done. Um, Taylor Horton Tucker, it's tough. He has value, right? He could be uh, a trade target. He could be... Um, someone could want to pay him a lot more money than the Lakers could, you know. So, but I think overall the Lakers should, at the very least, uh, sign him back because he's a young guy. He's young. He's, I think he's only 20 years old. Maybe he's turning 21. Um, so he he has a ton of potential. The, the potential for Taylor Horton Tucker is is really unmatched. I think of many many young players in the NBA right now, and especially especially that have come out of the second round. But Taylor Horton Tucker, a lot of value there. I think the Lakers should definitely bring him back. Um, and, you know, if there's a great deal out there that can be made uh, where Taylor Horton Tucker has to be a part of that package, maybe it's worth it in the long run. I mean, the thing is, is the goal of every season is to win championships. Obviously, it's tough to lose young players, right? It's tough to see Cal Kuzma go. It was, you know, for a lot of Lakers fans, it was tough to see Lonzo and Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart and and Julius Randle to see all those guys go. But in the long run, it brought the Lakers a championship. So in my opinion, it's all worth it. One championship is hard to get to. Let Let this season's playoffs be proof of that, where Lakers deal with injuries, they're out when they were the favorites. Nets dealing with injuries, they're out. Sixers dealing with some injuries, they're out. There's, It takes a lot of good fortune to win a championship in any league. I've talked about this all throughout the playoffs, talked about this in my last episode when the Lakers were eliminated. It just it goes to show that it is not easy to win a championship, even when you have this, the odds stacked in your favor like the Lakers did, like the Nets did this season, it's not easy. It doesn't just happen because you have the best team, you know? And so while while it would be hard to see Taylor Horton Tucker go, or even Alex Caruso, although I think Alex Caruso needs to be on the team to be a part. Like, he, is, he has that championship winning DNA in him, even though he's not one of the best players necessarily in the NBA. He has that DNA, in my opinion. So I think a, a championship squad needs Alex Crusoe in the lineup or on the roster. Um, but yeah, Talon Horton Tucker, like it's one of those things where I would love 
in a perfect world, I'd love to see him stay with the Lakers. But if someone told me that the the Lakers were going to trade Taylor Horton Tucker for whoever, and the Lakers were going to for sure win the championship next season, I would do it in a heartbeat. I would do it in a heartbeat. You know, the, the NBA, you want to be able to... if In a perfect world in the, in the NBA, you build, or any team really, you build in-house your guys, you start a dynasty. You know, honestly, like, the Warriors did a great job at this. They, in selecting Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and um, a lot of the guys that they have, they have had on their team, they brought from within their own organization, which is very impressive, honestly. And, you know, some people will argue whether or not the Warriors were a dynasty. I think they're pretty darn close. If they're not, they're pretty darn close. Um, and so that's very impressive. But it's not its not easy to do. It's not easy to have a dynasty. And at this point, I think it's... there. There's so much parity in the NBA. To the point that you have the Hawks. And the, in the Eastern Conference, the Hawks are in the, are in the Eastern Conference Finals. Go, leading into the season, we were talking about whether or not the Hawks would be in the play-in tournament, and the, whether they'd be in the, the eighth or ninth, or seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, or tenth seed. You know, so like, there's so much parity in the NBA right now that building a dynasty is is extremely difficult, and and so you should just be out there trying to win championships. So all that's to say is. If the Lakers make a move that leads to a championship, even if it's getting rid of a young guy, while it may be hard to swallow in the moment, and you don't know, obviously, what the results are going to be until much later, but if it results in in a title, in a championship, then in my opinion, it's all worth it. So, that being said, I think the Lakers should still do whatever they can to hold on to Taylor Norton Tucker, because he has the potential to be one of those guys that can can come up with the Lakers be one of those one of those guys like not to like I mean you can't really compare anyone to Kobe honestly but but I think that Kobe like Taylor Horton Tucker coming up young like Kobe did he could stay within the organization you know maybe he won't be as good as Kobe was but like a similar I get similar potential in that like he could be a, a lifelong Laker that is one of the best three guys on the team. And so that's the potential I see with him, which is which is why I think the Lakers will hold on to him. Um, but but we'll see. We'll see what happens with him. You know, Montrezl Harrell is going to be a free agent. I think the Lakers definitely should try and re-sign him. Uh, you know, I don't know what the alternate options are if they weren't to re-sign him. But... He's a, you know, he's a big man that is brings energy to the team. He makes energy players. He gets hyped up. He hypes up other players. Like that's a, in some ways, an invaluable trait to have. That I feel like the Lakers kind of were were missing at times in in the series against the Suns in the first round. And you know, Anthony Davis being a big man, like he. He's also not like the most hyped guy, right? Like he'll get hyped if he makes a big play and stuff, but 
he's not necessarily that the personality type to be like hyping up everybody else and, and things like that. So having a guy like Montrez, whether or not his basketball skills are the best out there, he provides he provides a great value in that he brings energy, he makes hustle plays, and, and things like that. So you know it'll be interesting to see what the Lakers do. Do I think the Lakers should trade for Ben Simmons? That's a great question. I, It's tough, you know. Based on what I saw in the second round between them and the Hawks, heck no. The thing is, is like the Lakers want, the Lakers need, this whole time, at least what Lakers fans have been talking about, the Lakers need a third best player. Ben Simmons comes in, he could be that third best player, but... Ben Simmons was scared of the moment in the in the second round against the Hawks, game seven, and Ben Simmons is afraid of the moment. I don't think he attempted a shot in the fourth quarter of the last three or four games of that series. He passed up a wide-open dunk while the game was close because he's afraid to get fouled. Well, it wasn't wide. It wasn't necessarily wide open, but he had a dunk where there was a guy coming to add him potentially could have gotten fouled but also could have easily just jammed it through but because he can't shoot free throws he's afraid to get fouled so he won't go to the basket he won't take a shot that's not the energy the Lakers need now I know that Ben Simmons is a clutch guy right like he's he's with the agency clutch like LeBron and all that stuff and KCP Taylor Horton Tucker so I get that he's, like, one of those guys. So everyone's talking about, like, oh, Ben Simmons going to the Lakers now because the Lakers get everyone from, from clutch. But, man, I don't know. I mean, the other thing is, like, you're hearing reports that that the Sixers tried to set him up with shooting coach to, like, fix his shot and all that stuff, and he, like, elected not to use the coaches they wanted to provide and ended up not really practicing and was just lazy. Like, that's not... I don't want that on the Lakers. I don't care if it's... Like, Ben Simmons... Ben Simmons can... Can pass. He can handle the ball. He's a big guard, right? Like, he has a ton of potential. But... The Ben Simmons that we saw in the second round of the... Of the Eastern Conference playoffs... We... We don't want that. You know, like, we're upset with... We're upset with... Dennis Schroeder putting up zero points in game five kind of disappearing from the playoffs like you're upset about that imagine trading for Ben Simmons and then getting what we got from Dennis Schroeder right like I get if everyone's healthy if it if you had Ben Simmons Anthony Davis LeBron James on the court everyone's healthy that's amazing right because Ben Simmons is a great passer he's a tall guard he can get LeBron the ball he can get AD the ball but LeBron is also a great passer what happens when LeBron gets Ben Simmons the ball and then he passes it up to KCP for you know it's like we want Ben Simmons taking that shot but he's afraid of that shot you know it's like that's not that's not worth whatever it's going to take to get Ben Simmons in my opinion we might as well just keep Dennis Schroeder at, at that point so Obviously, it's tough to say, right? Like, I'd like to think that LeBron and Anthony Davis can bring out the best in Ben Simmons. Like, 
if they could motivate him to work hard and to 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 get better, to, to change his his shot, to to improve, I'd love to think that they could do that. But at this point, from what I've seen, like I mean, you in order to improve, you have to want to improve, and it doesn't sound like that's what Ben Simmons wants. So no, if he doesn't want it, no person. You know, Michael Jordan himself couldn't couldn't improve Ben Simmons if Ben Simmons doesn't want it. So all this all this talk about Ben Simmons looks great on paper, but if someone asks me what I think, I'll just show them the stats, the free throw stats, the shot attempt stats from from the playoffs in 2021, and then that's that's how I feel about it. I think the Lakers should keep Ben Simmons. Uh, at a distance, they should keep. They sh- there's, there, they won a they won a championship in 2020 with without a third guy. So like, yes, it would be great if the Lakers had a third guy. Do the Lakers need a third guy? I don't think so. So Ben Simmons. And the Lakers, I think, will not. I don't know. I don't think it'll be a great fit necessarily. That being said, if it were to happen, I would be as optimistic as I could be. I would love to see. I would love to see Ben Simmons play well with the Lakers and LeBron and Anthony Davis. I think there's a lot of potential there. I'm just at this point, I'm not very optimistic about it. All right, let's move on and let's talk about what is happening around the league. So the playoffs are continuing on, unfortunately, without the Lakers. But we are currently in the Western Conference Finals. Well, sorry, we're in the Conference Finals between both the West and the East. So in the Western Conference Finals, we have the Clippers and the Suns. And then in the Eastern Conference Finals, we have the Bucks and the Hawks. So the Clippers defeated the Jazz. They won in, in six games in that series without Kawhi Leonard for the last few couple, uh, at least two games, which is pretty impressive. Um, the Suns swept the Denver Nuggets in the second round. The Bucks defeated the Nets in overtime in game seven of the second round, and the Hawks defeated the Sixers in game seven of that round. So a lot of high intensity, fun playoff basketball going on. If you are a, just a, just an NBA fan, just a fan of the game, you know, a lot of fun stuff to watch. So the Nets dealing with some injuries, they couldn't get it done. They actually, it's pretty insane. Kevin Durant hits what everyone thought was the game winning shot in game seven but his toe was on the line, a little uh, dodgeball action. Remember the, the movie Dodgeball when, when White Goodman threw the ball and hit uh, Vince Vaughn's character? They thought they were eliminated, but but uh, a toe line infraction and uh, led to a sudden death. So a little action there for from Kevin Durant and the Nets where he hit the game-winning shot, or what would have been the game-winning shot had he been behind the line, but toe was on the line and uh, led to overtime where the Bucks outlasted the Nets, won that game, 
and are now headed to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, Bucks Hawks will be very interesting. I would love to see Trey Young and the Hawks uh, go to the finals. Partially as a Lakers fan, you know, I, I feel a little bit bitter, obviously, right? Like, I feel like these playoffs were, they've been a little weird. They've been a little strange. I feel a little slighted, you know? I feel like, I feel like I'd rather just have chaos happen because it makes, it, it helps me cope with the Lakers losing. It helps me feel like, well, it was just a crazy playoffs anyway. The Lakers lost. And the more, I mean, the fact that the Nets, the Sixers, the Lakers all have been eliminated kind of help play into that theory a little bit. I mean, they've all dealt, we're all kind of dealing with injuries. Lakers more so, and Nets more so than the Sixers, but kind of all dealing with injuries. And, I mean, also the Clippers have been dealing with injuries. So there have been a ton of injuries throughout. You know, we have Anthony Davis, LeBron James heading into the playoffs was injured. Um, Kevin Durant had some injuries throughout the season. James Harden, Kyrie Irving went down with an injury. Joel Embiid played with a torn meniscus. Um, Kawhi Leonard has a knee sprain. He hasn't played since, I think, game four of the second round. Uh, Jamal Murray was injured for the Nuggets. Chris Paul was injured for the first few games against the Lakers, and now he's under COVID protocol, so he's missing. He's missed the first two games of the Western Conference Finals. Um, Pretty, honestly, like, just a really weird playoffs all around. Um, But all that being said is I just feel like if the Hawks go to the finals, it helps make things feel a little weird. But also, I mean, I guess last year that happened too. Like, the Heat making the finals was definitely not what people were expecting. So, the last last couple seasons, there's been some weird weird stuff going on in the playoffs. But uh, the I believe the the Bucks Hawks first game of that is tonight, which is tonight's Wednesday. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, the the Bucks had the Bucks lost, had Kevin Durant's toe not been on the line, then the Bucks head coach probably would would be getting fired right now. So, just weird stuff going on with with the Bucks where they're like not not good, but they one and kind of got a little lucky um i mean they're they're good but they're like not hadn't been living up to expectations and then um trey young just no fear in him didn't play great in game seven against the sixers but he uh helped lead the team obviously kevin herter for the hawks they he he was the big name in game seven where he kind of carried the team but he doesn't. I don't think you know. I don't think he does that without the leadership of Trey Young and, and his fearlessness. So Trey Young, he could. I mean, there's a world in which he leads the Hawks to an NBA final victory. I mean, it'd be tough. I think of all the teams left, the Hawks are the the weakest. Um, but they're here for a reason. They're the best. They're one of the best teams left that aren't injured or crazy injured. I guess. Um, what is it, Bogdanovich, I think, has a, a slight injury as well. So just add that to the list of all the injuries going on. The Suns and the Clippers, they've played two games so far. The Suns are up two games to zero, which if you're like me as a Lakers fan and you just want to see 
the Clippers uh, fail at everything they do, then you should be happy right now. The Clippers actually, game two was crazy. That happened last night, Tuesday night. Um, the The Suns were up for a majority of the game. You know, nothing crazy. I think the biggest lead was like nine points. In the fourth quarter, they had between a five to seven point lead. The The Clippers would cut it down to three. The Suns would hit a big, big three to go back, go back up by six. You know, it was kind of flipping and flopping that way a little bit. And then, um, right at the end, the Lakers, sorry, the Lakers, wow. The Clippers, uh, kind of made a spurt where the, the Suns were missing They missed, they went down a few possessions, missed some shots. Clippers went down, uh, you know, Paul George, like got to the rim, got a layup, hit a few big shots. And then it was 103 to 102 Clippers were winning um a crazy this play where Devin Booker's dribbling the ball I think Patrick Beverly knocks it out of his hands goes out of bounds watching that play in fast motion obviously it looks like Patrick Beverly knocks the ball out of bounds so it should be Suns ball in slow motion in super slow motion you see that Patrick Beverly knocks the ball uh, Devin Booker loses control of the ball but the last few milliseconds, it's kind of scraping off of Devin Booker's hand, and so they give it to the Clippers, which, you know, on Twitter, everyone's like, well, technically it's the right call, but it's not in the spirit of the rule, right? Like, the spirit of the rule is who knocked it out of bounds? Like, obviously, Devin Booker didn't dribble the ball out of bounds. Patrick Beverly knocked the ball out of bounds, so it should have been, you know, it should be Suns ball in, in the theory of the rule, right? But it's kind of similar. It, it kind of reminds me. It's not the same exactly, but it's very similar to in baseball all these like ever since the replay came into play where a guy is sliding into second base and he just pops off the bag just for a moment but the, the tag has been applied and so he's out technically right it's like it's like okay that kind of sucks like he was just like he was sliding on the bag was kind of like in the motion of sliding comes off the bag for a second but the tag is applied so then he's out right it's like I get it technically he's out yes but like he was also he also was at the bag first like he also beat the throw to the bag but because he popped off for a second you know like from millisecond he's out similar rule so anyways Clippers get the ball back on this play where Patrick Beverly knocks the ball out of bounds but it scrapes off of Devin Booker's hand for a millisecond Clippers get the ball back. Uh, Suns are forced to foul. There's only nine, I think, nine seconds left in the game at this point. They foul Paul George. Paul George steps up to the line. Ice running through his veins. Misses two free throws in a row. Suns get, get the rebound. Call a timeout. And... So, let's see. Then what happens? Yep, so the Suns call a timeout. They run an inbounds play where they inbound the ball to Devin Booker. Devin Booker gets doubled. Devin Booker passes it to uh, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder passes it to, I think it was McCall, uh, to Bridges in the corner. Bridges puts up a three and misses it. It hits off the Clippers, goes out of bounds. Um, obviously, we have to take 15 minutes just to review who it goes off of. Uh, it went off the Clippers, so with 0.9 seconds left on the clock, 
the the Suns get an inbounds play. And the reason that the 15-minute delay is important is because the Suns had no more timeouts, but that delay gave the Suns uh, a timeout, honestly longer than a normal timeout even, to drop a play. And they drop a play where Jay Crowder basically alley-oops it right to DeAndre Ayton, who dunks it over Zubats, and the Suns win. So pretty insane game. If you did not see it, definitely go check out the, the replays or the highlights. Definitely a fun game, fun Western Conference. And it reminded me of game two of the 2020 Western Conference Finals, where a big man also hit a game-winning shot. Anthony Davis hit that game-winning shot over, over uh, the Denver Nuggets to go up 2-0, just like the Suns did against the Clippers last night. So a lot of fun things going on in the league right now. Between the, the conference finals coming up, the finals coming up, uh, the draft lottery just happened last night. The draft will be coming up in, I think, the end of July. So a lot of fun things. We'll be uh, keeping track of the Lakers offseason moves, trades that are happening, free agent signings, people that are leaving, etc. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! Go Lakers!